bets, bets, parlays, bets and props and parlays. We got teasers that's correlate. We got teasers and parlays. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. No, keep going. It's back I'd love to Just tonight. keep going. Part of the BetQL Do you want to do a song about uh, Guess, uh, the MTSU game right now real quick? Guess what I... MTSU and Jacksonville State are scoreless with 7.50 to go in the first quarter. Do you guys know what I did this morning? What, uh, Bright and early? Do we want to know what you did this morning, bright I, and early? I uh, actually woke up, Okay. took my son to school, and I said, what am I missing today? Oh, my God, the Daily Tip, Michael oh, okay. Jenkins and no, Chelsea. Stop, Messenger. stop it. No, we're not going through the whole thing. You're not. <laughs> yeah, they're no. getting me set for my NFL week, my college football week. My baseball postseason. I love it, though, because, you know, I wake up in the morning and there's so much going on. It's hard to keep up with everything. And that's why uh, I did that this morning because I was, like, thinking all football, football, football. And then I was like, nope, Chelsea's got me covered in baseball. I always I always think it's something different, and you always get us with the same bit. Oh, there we go. It's well done. To the window, to the wall, MTSU takes this inside their own uh, territory here to about the uh, 48. So we'll take that. Because uh, we need some scoring in this game. Even though we don't have the over, why do we need some scoring? Nah, we're just, kind just, of just just to give you something to watch. Sometimes I just be saying stuff. You know, you know? Some, sometimes, a lot of times. And yeah. that's okay. You know what? Word vomit. Just let it all out. You don't have to worry about any repercussions whatsoever. Sure. It's just imagine you're talking to us over here and that that's it. All right, so we've gone through the Jets, the Steelers, Bengals. Panic or patience. It's been panic, panic. It's been mostly panic. I think I'm the, I, was, I was the only one that was maybe patient with the Bengals. But yeah. I, it's like a very... Not confident patience, I guess, just given what we've seen from them over the last couple of years. Now we bring in the Browns, a team that's two and two. They're one and two in the division, though, but Nick Chubb's done. And now you got Deshaun Watson getting cleared last week medically, but not feeling like he was physically able to go and play. Weird. The Browns lose. We know that the defense is, has the potential to be elite, but some of these have been kind of, you know, padded games depending on which offense that you've seen. I I'm still going to go with a, a, a clear patience with the the Bengal or the Browns, yeah. Because we have seen flashes of Deshaun Watson maybe getting close to where he was before. Guy misses a year and a half of football. There's a chance you're going to get a long, long way of just rust. The timing is going to be down. Footwork's going to be off. Everything's just going to be moving too fast for him for a little while. But you do have that defense, and you do still have like Jerome Ford, who may not be Nick Chubb, but you have the ability to still run the football like you did before. There's still something there with the Browns where it doesn't have that feel of a team that's totally unraveling like some of the other ones we've talked about. I agree. The Browns could win on any given Sunday. This is a team Good that, movie, by the way. Yeah, amazing movie. One of my favorite sports movies, actually. Same. Uh, but I, I think you look at them, I'm just now totally thrown off. So <laughs> You're thinking about a great movie. That's exactly. what happens. The Browns defensively are so good. At generating pressure, obviously, uh, they they're one of the best. We're the number one defense right now so far in the NFL. So they're going to be able to to live and breathe off of just that alone. And even without the Nick Chubb, even with the Nick Chubb injury, excuse me, uh, Jerome Ford's been pretty good. Like he's not a bad running back. That's why they brought him in and not Kareem Hunt when it was going to be him as the backup uh, behind Nick Chubb. So there's still weapons that I like on this Browns offense. If Deshaun, It's all predicated on who Deshaun Watson is. If yeah. Deshaun Watson plays like he did two weeks ago, they can very easily compete for this division and be a wild card team. It's really all hinging on that. Yeah, and it's funny because like coming into the season, you know, you look at the offense. Or two years ago, I would say more, like before we saw Deshaun last year when he didn't look very good when he came back. But you have Nick Chubb, who's now out for the year. You have Amari Cooper. And I wasn't really worried about the offense. You have David Njoku. 
Um, but man, I mean, uh, the last off. couple of years, it was like the run defense. You didn't fully trust the secondary, but now the defense, number four overall, number one in some metrics, they're really, yeah. really good. Fourth in PFF grade, uh, not really giving up a whole lot. And <clears throat> Miles Garrett got hurt. He hurt his foot against the Ravens last week. But the good thing is they have a bye coming up, actually, week five. So you're going to get him a little bit healthier, and then uh, he should be 100% by week six. You'll hopefully start getting that offense clicking, but no, no panic for me uh, with the Browns. I think the Browns are legit contenders, but they got to get get going offensively, obviously. But at least right now when you have the Bengals in the position they're in and the Steelers in the position they're in, it has the feel of it's coming down to Ravens-Browns, but at the same time, the Ravens aren't in a perfect position either. Like no. they're, you know, they're, they're, It feels like their division to win, but you're watching them going, you know, the offense kind of has some issues. You're I mean, as banged up as any team in the NFL right now. So I think that, the healthiest team wins the division. Totally. Because yeah, they all have talent, obviously. Other than maybe the maybe the Bengals. Maybe they they got Monstard and got it No, no, this was a playoff team last year. You got that you, they're still a good they the Bengals are the most head scratching to me because they're they've been like listen, they've had some injuries, but it's not to the level of the Ravens or some of the other teams around the NFL. Yeah. I mean like the Bengals just are not efficient offensively, mm-hmm. like down to down. They have no really like they have no run game. I Joe Mixon Joe isn't Mixon Joe Mixon so from four years ago, you know. And even then, though, I remember drafting him in fantasy in 2017, and it was one of the worst decisions of my life. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's going back six players. years now. At this and, point. Oh, it is. And like the Browns, you have to pump the brakes on because Nick Chubb, even though he's just a running back and he's not worth a whole lot to the market, is one of the better, if not the best, running back in the league. You know what I mean? So like losing him is huge. You still have a good offensive line. Deshaun, two weeks ago, actually looked really good in the second half, other than that Mm -hmm. stupid turnover where he lost his mind and threw the ball backwards for whatever reason, not knowing it was a fumble. But, uh, yeah, I still feel pretty good about the Browns, man. They just got to get healthy. And that's, I mean, that's the story. It feels like almost of the season. Are they going to get healthy? Like David Njoku on his off day lit himself on fire. Yeah, that's not a... It's not a, not a smart decision yeah, no, to make, you know? Though. I mean, that's literally what it came Can't down to. Can't get out of your own way. It's hard to stay healthy. <laughs> All right. Uh, the Jags are 2-2. Two and two. The offense over the last three games has been non-existent, embarrassing. Um, Especially against Atlanta. I, I, I know, look, I know we had a lot of high expectations for this team. I'm certainly one that's been right at the very top, that they had the chance to have the number one seed in the AFC. And it's still not out of the realm of possibility sitting at 2-2. Two and two. Like, again, we... we there's a lot of parity in the AFC. But, look, it's patience for me. It's not panic with the Jaguars. But you got to have more than Josh Allen in a contract you're getting to the quarterback. You've got to have more consistency from that defense. And this offense is way too talented. Calvin Ridley was supposed to be that dude. And we saw week one, he was. And then now we've had nothing but ups and downs watching this offense to where you're just sitting there going, what what happened to the team that we had at the end of last season? Which only, That's the only thing that concerns me about the Jags is, were they paper tigers? Were they lying to us when we look at the opponents that they had at the end of last season and a lot of backup quarterbacks that they played? Like, did that actually kind of pad the stats and kind of fluff what team they actually were? Yeah, I mean, you look at Calvin Ridley. He, it hasn't been bad in terms of yards per reception. 14.1 yards per reception mm-hmm. so far. 15 receptions so far on the year. So it's not as bad for him uh, as you would think, right? It has been a little boom and bust. Week one was awesome. Week two was awesome. It's kind of like been declining. Only yeah. two receptions last week against Atlanta. What I think the interesting issue is really is you're getting only 2.8 yards per pop for our man Travis Etienne. Yeah. You can't you can't do that. That's terrible. 20 carries last week against Atlanta. 55 rushing yards. And Atlanta's rush defense overall hasn't been like the strongest 
part of their game. Houston, he had 19 attempts. or were 88 yards, a little better. So they just need to be better at running the ball and opening things up for, for our man Trevor Lawrence. Defensively, it's been a little sketchalish too, which we already knew because last year it was as well, especially in the middle of the field. We knew that that was the Jags' Achilles heel. So, yeah, I think maybe we just overhyped them a little bit because we wanted them to be really good and we wanted them to take a step up and they went toe-to-toe with the Chiefs last year. And so we just expected everybody to get better, and they just really haven't. Yeah, like Trevor Lawrence, I mean, like the last eight weeks of the season was one of the better quarterbacks in the AFC. And we really liked the fit with him and Doug Peterson. Urban Meyer was gone. They went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. They beat the Chargers. Although, man, like, Chargers should have won that game. Trevor Lawrence threw four picks in the first half of that game. Yeah. But the defense, the pass defense especially, still doesn't look very good. And also, like, the reason I think that we all like the Jags or a lot of people like the Jags was because we didn't expect anything from the division because you had two rookie quarterbacks most likely going to start and uh, Stroud and Richardson. And Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to play for the Colts. I think we were just really down on the AFC South. We figured the Titans were washed because Ryan Tannehill's 36 years old and only played 12 games. And Derrick Henry, they've run into the ground the last couple years, but... Um, they're still relevant. The Texans are a little bit better, and the Colts are better than we thought. So I still don't worry about the Jags, though, because on paper they have the most talent. But I am worried about the pass defense. Yeah. And if you're not going to be able to outscore teams, like if you're not going to be able to get in the end zone more than twice against Atlanta, you might have big problems. And I like Atlanta a little bit better defensively, but they're not top 10 or anything like that. So you should hang 28 in those kind of games. you got to be able to do one or the other. Either score a ton of points or stop a team from scoring points. And that may sound really basic, but like, that's really what it can come down to for teams that are in that position where if your offense looks bad and you're counting on that offense and you know the defense was already going to be maybe at least kind of a liability. Right. And like that's, the Chargers. That's yeah. why we like yeah. the Bills. Like the Bills, granted, it's usually against bad teams, but when they're double-digit favorites, I love laying double digits with the Bills because uh, top defense and they're going to score a bunch of points. I don't always love betting the Bills in spots like Monday Night Football against the Jets because they could lay an egg, but they do what they have to do or do what they should do and take care of business against the bad those teams. One PM, those 1 p.m. games against bad teams, yeah. they, they really feast. But you like them because they have a top 10 offense and defense potentially when healthy. Like some of these teams, like you said, it's so hard to have both. Um, so like the Dolphins, we like the Dolphins offense. We don't really trust them non-defense yet. Uh, but man, like that's the one thing you could say about uh, a lot of these teams. But with the Jags, yeah, I, I don't know if I see it with the defense yet. I don't trust them. Yeah, I mean, you could say the same thing about the two and two Chargers right now, right? They could be four zero. They had these close losses to the Dolphins and the Titans, but at the same time, you're watching a defense that hasn't been able to get to the quarterback until Khalil Mack all of a sudden turned into like prime Khalil Mack, and you're six going sacks. six sacks. My God! And then Joey Bosa's got hamstring and toe injuries, and he's missing time. And then Mike Williams tears his ACL, and then you lose him, and you go, okay, what what is the future of this team? And then it's oh yeah, the defense is kind of oh yeah, Brandon Staley, yeah. that guy's kind of an issue. It's patience for me because the Chargers are talented enough, but we're seeing certain cracks in this team, some expected defensively with them, but others too where you're making poor decisions, just well actually, you know what, you probably could take those as something you expect too when it came to Brandon Staley and his fourth down calls. It was the beginning of the year where he's actually not going for it on fourth and one at midfield where we got shocked and then he heard everybody and he said, oh watch this, yeah. hold my beer, and then he goes for it in his own what, 25 or whatever it was, and you're yeah. like, what the hell's wrong with you? It's just, Brandon Staley like, like, like Matt Canada is the problem for the Steelers' offense. Brandon Staley is the problem for the entire Steelers uh, Chargers. Yeah, and I've been patient with the Chargers a lot. You know, I've been I've been patient last year. I was patient the year before. <laughs> I was patient when they had Ladanian Tomlinson uh, and Antonio Gates. Oh 
I've been rocking with back. the Chargers. Lights out. What about Dan yeah, Fouts? Were you out. patient with Dan Fouts I was too? Pre, I was pre me. You know, that was pre me. <laughs> I was still playing basketball outside the park when Dan Fouts was there. So, I I hate to say that I'm panicking, but I don't think I can really believe, even though they have all the raw materials to be good. I just don't think until they make a, a coaching change that they're going to be good. And they're always so damn injured. They We we made jokes about it. Oh, how, what week is it going to be before yeah. Mike Williams or Keenan Allen goes down with a season-ending injury? The answer is week three or week two. And what are they going to do now? Quentin Johnson's barely involved. You know, Eckler's been dinged as well. Josh Kelly, meh. So I don't know. They should be good. Justin Herbert's awesome. But I think I'm kind of done. I wish that, like, as much as I like the Quentin Johnston pick, or at least I thought that I did, and again, he's still young. Like, they could get him involved in the offense here one of the week, one of these weeks, hopefully. But I wish they would have drafted, like, a Dalton Kincaid, especially yeah. for the red zone. But I'm not really worried about the offense. Or even offense. a Sam Laporta. Like, I'm not worried about the offense whatsoever. I'm more worried about the defense. J.C. Jackson's gone. That's totally. probably a good thing, though. Um, because that's what Brandon Staley is supposed to be there for. He's supposed to be the defensive-minded guy. But I actually feel better about the Chargers this week than I did two weeks ago. Now we're back at 500. We're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Like it says here, easily could be 4-0. I mean, you get beat by the Dolphins in a shootout, and then you lose to the Titans in a game where you should have won that game. You were dominant for three straight quarters. So I feel all right about the Chargers. They still have the talent. It just comes down to they have to stay healthy. I do like the offense a lot more this year. They're able to run the ball a lot better. they got two backs that are efficient. They just need Eckler to stay healthy. I think Kellen Moore's done a pretty solid job. Um, it's just the defense. they got to be better. Justin Herbert, career low in completions last week with 13 in yards, 167. Yeah. You're not going to see that very often. No, he'll be fine. And I mean, he got hurt in that game too, Herbert. Um, yeah. You know, granted, it's on his non-throwing hand. That that'd be my concern. He's For, played through like broken ribs. It's nothing to him. Come on. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't feel pain. Yeah, he's um, tough. So, uh, but that that really sucks because that injury happened so early last season. I mean, that was yeah, week two against the Chiefs and Thursday night football. God, that was a great time. game too. Him getting back up and throwing that touchdown and. Just gutting through what an it. Electric he game has to be was. fully healthy though, because we can't see any Easton stick, or it's all said and done for that's, the Chargers. Yeah, that's, a that's one of the worst backup quarterback situations in the NFL. And Justin Herbert's really important to that offense because he's got a cannon for an arm, obviously. Yeah, Although, I, hey, at least they can run the ball. W- but with most teams in the NFL, right, quarterback is going to be what makes it better. That's going to be what is the the gas for that what, that team. What they need like, to do is it. is like convince Khalil Mack or talk it into him like that he's playing against the Raiders, that it's a revenge game every week. Also, he was all pumped up in that game. Justin Herbert got hit late, and there was like a little mini scrap, a little mm-hmm. mini fight in that game. And then they looked like they were actually motivated to go out there and like tackle some guys. That helps. That's the weird thing about the Chargers. Like, you look at that defense, there's a bunch of first round talent, a bunch of, and it's like proven guys. Not like when we talk about Green Bay, and I'm like, oh, there's eight first round picks. Why right. can't these guys play? Well, they're all young, and it turns out, hey, maybe the evaluation was just wrong. Like, the Chargers, there's Derwin James, there's. Joey Bosa, who does just have to stay healthy. There's Khalil Mack. There's former All-Pros. They just got to put it all together, and uh, that's why Staley's there. Maybe he just sucks. I mean, sometimes you think a young coach is going to be a great coach. and (laughs) At this point now, I'm not hiring a defensive-minded coach. Yeah, I mean, there's $400 million on that defense, so figure it out. It's something. I I mean, it's just, it's it's mind-blowing at this point where they are. It's BetMGM Tonight.